0: To increase the amount of revenue coming into their practices, OBGYNs, dermatologists, cosmetic specialists, and similar providers will sometimes purchase aesthetic lasers so they can offer more services like tattoo or hair removal, wrinkle reduction, body sculpting, and so on in their practices. But new services only help boost the bottom line if patients actually book appointments. How can a provider raise awareness about their new aesthetic services? And how do they stand out from area competitors? That is the topic of today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Practice Growth Podcast, the doctor's resource for marketing and managing a thriving healthcare practice. I'm Jessica Nyer. Joining me today is Robert Palumbo, who has extensive experience helping healthcare and aesthetic service providers successfully promote their services to patients. Robert, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Jessica.
0: So let's dive into this. Let's first talk about aesthetic lasers. In your experience, and I know you have a lot, why does a provider typically decide to purchase a laser for their practice?
1: I think in today's landscape, doctors are really squeezed. And as far as getting revenue from insurance based practice care, those same type of doctors who are once private are oftentimes getting swallowed up by hospitals. The insurance premiums don't pay what they used to, and they're desperate to find a cash paying resource to increase the revenue to the practice. And right now, one of the most popular is skin tightening. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I mean, there's a couple different ways that skin tightening works. I'm seeing a lot of radio frequency type devices that really work to rejuvenate the skin, and also microneedlings become the word of the day. So patients pay a premium for it. It's a simple procedure for the doctors, and oftentimes a PA or an an NP can do it for them. And it brings a pretty hefty amount of revenue into the practice. But what we're seeing more and more of a trend is the doctors who historically did not offer aesthetic services getting into that game. Doctors like OBGYNs, primary care doctors, internists, et cetera, are all of a sudden buying these lasers and never really had to market for their practice because those practices typically or referral-based, or insurance-based.
0: So I know there's a lot of patients out there that are looking for these types of services. How do you think they're currently looking today? How should providers uh, get in contact with them?
1: I think there's a couple different ways. Uh, One of them is critical for doctors to be active on social media. This type of clientele is oftentimes looking at doctors on multiple channels, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. So you need to be relevant. You need to have quality posts consistently. It's definitely number one. But number two, a really important piece is having their website that's conversion optimized. Meaning if I go to the site, I want every single patient to understand those new services that are being offered and have a simple and easy way to contact the practice about it.
0: And what are some common mistakes you've seen providers make when trying to advertise their new laser?
1: I think for the first part, doctors oftentimes will buy the laser and assume that just by having a patients are going to walk in the door. So perhaps they'll put a billboard up out front or something in the office. Versus actually targeting patients who are looking for services. So some of the mistakes I'll see is them not even listing it on their website. And when they have someone answering the phone call, uh, when someone's calling to inquire, they're not trained or are able to effectively sell that service.
0: So it's great. You want to bring new patients into the door, into the practice. What about existing patients? So you still have to advertise your services to them. What should doctors do?
1: Yeah, I think that from the beginning, that's the first place doctors should try to start their existing clientele and their existing patient base who already know and trust them. So some of the best practices would be offering email campaigns to those clients to make sure that they're aware of the new service that are being offered or consistently discussing promotions. Not to mention, I love when doctors put on their hold music when patients are calling in, now offering XYZ service at a special promotional offer. Lastly, most importantly, the doctors have a constant ability to inform the patients who are sitting in the waiting room, putting up a video, putting out flyers, putting out a book. It's a great way to have someone pass the time and understand that now, hey, maybe I want this laser hair removal, or maybe I want the body tightening or body sculpting.
0: Is it okay if a provider isn't necessarily in a big metropolitan city? What if they're in Kansas?
1: It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I know everyone likes to think that New York, Miami, LA or where all the aesthetics go, but... I've got a couple practices in North Carolina, Alaska, Idaho, those patients, no matter where we are, human nature is you want to look better, yeah. you want to feel better. And um, I, I'll always be surprised when I see a doctor in a town of 3000 buying a couple hundred grand in equipment only to find out that those patients want the same thing we all do. So uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see doctors buying this equipment all across the board and understand that there might be a smaller market, but chances are you're only one of two versus one of thousands of doctors who offer that in those small markets.
0: Now, you mentioned promotions. Is it a good idea for providers to offer a discount on new aesthetic services that they're offering? Uh,
1: and I think pricing is definitely an interesting concept to talk about. People in general like a deal, whether it's buy one, get one free or right. 20% off. So I think anytime you have some kind of promotion to make it a decision today versus down the road, it's very, very valuable. So if you have that person inquiring and the normal price is $1,000 times three services, but you say if you sign up for three today, we'll give it to you for $2,500. That incents the patient to make the decision now and obviously puts more revenue into the doctor's pocket at that exact moment.
0: Good call. Is there anything else you want to share with Uh, providers who are thinking about adding an aesthetic service to their practice?
1: Yeah, I think if providers are looking into this service, uh, they should definitely take a look at a couple of different companies that are offering them and make a decision not just based on the best technology or the best price, but the company that's going to tie in on the post-sale support and offering additional marketing, whether it's direct-to-consumer, whether it's having one of those representatives come into your office to hosting events, and most importantly, make sure you don't skimp out on your web presence. At the end of the day, when patients are making the choices between one doctor and the next, some of the most important differentiating factors would be having great reviews, having an awesome website, and showing up highly on SEO.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here uh, and for talking about new aesthetic services. Thanks for having me. The Practice Growth Podcast is brought to you by PatientPop. PatientPop enhances and automates each touchpoint in the patient journey, from first impression online to digital booking to post-appointment follow-up. With PatientPop, healthcare providers can attract more patients, manage their online reputation, modernize the patient experience, and automate the front office. For more information, visit PatientPop.com.